Hey everyone, welcome back to KBA TV review of the Ahsoka series, um, part seven and part eight. And yeah, man, this was so, so good. This was so good. Oh my God. All right. Well, let's start with, um, oh, this is Kita, by the way. Sorry. Didn't introduce myself. Apologize. All right, so we get into part seven. Um, this here is Dreams and Madness, and we started off where we're in Coruscant, and Hera has to answer to the senators of this, um, to them, a ridiculous report about her off mission that she was never signed on to do, and. Carson is there with Chopper and Senator, what is his name? Uh, Zio. I hope I pronounced that right. I forgot. Then Carson went ahead and said, well, what about the conflict on Mandalore? And then he's Senator Zio says, well, he's no threat to the Republic. But then if Thrawn returns, he is a threat to the Republic. To the public, to the republic. Then out of nowhere, see three PO. He comes, yay! Woo! No, I need a chair. Yes. Who wasn't happy? You know, it's just it really sucks that we can't see Carrie Fisher, but it's it's cool though. <clears throat> um. But yeah, C-3PO, he comes in, defends um, Hera and the New Republic team for the mission, saying that um, Senator Organa went ahead and, um, you know, signed off on their mission, even though, you know, made up and everything. But it was like, come to the rescue, honey. And, um, yeah, I love the whole Coruscant. I love the look. I think I loved it a little bit more when it's at night. I think it's actually really stunning and beautiful. Um, was that Emerald Akbar? Please, I have no idea. If it is, great job. I thought it was. Is it? I don't know. Wait, is Akbar the Mon Calamari? Listen, I was just trying to remember all the characters, but you know, you know, Chopper has a foul mouth. Now I gotta like really rewatch Rebels to see, cause I'm like, this is a cartoon show. Was he really spitting out the f bombs on the show? On a cartoon show that my child watches. Oh, Senator Ziono. But yeah, I love Coruscant. It was beautiful. Court is dismissed. We're moving on because we know what's happening. The real threat is Thrawn is coming. They don't want to believe because to them it's. We see it, 
when we see it, we believe it, believe it when we see it or that type of thing. And yeah, you know, then we get the um, back and forth with, um, not back and forth, but just a convo with uh, Hera and Mothma, Chancellor Mothma. And she looks so scared that Thrawn will return. And it's insane. And always, we hope for the best. Hope. I love the, um, the intensity of the intro to, like, really signify, like, nah, the shit is really about to go down. Like, we're not messing around. So going through the hyperspace with the Purgles and they, we, I mean, not they, but um, we see in the training room, Ahsoka is training. Isn't that awesome? And then lo and behold, who do we see? A recording of Hayden Christensen as Anakin, her master. If this didn't bring you Tales of the Jedi vibes, Bruh. Yo. And he name dropped Count Dooku. Oh my god. He said the thing. The thing of the thing. I'm telling you. I love it. I've been loving everything that he's been putting out. <clears throat> he's been doing a real fantastic job. I'm so happy that he's been able Hayden Christensen has been able to redo this or give it more life. And, you know, this here was probably, probably, or this development of Anakin and Ahsoka is so big. Like the payoff is so big and emotional for a lot of us. So, like, to see that, oh, my God, it's just so amazing. And then she said he made 20 more. And it was like, oh, no, did he really? Are we going to see all of those? And you see the recordings in the box? He was a good master. He was the, the one that thought outside the box master. You know what I mean? So good, so good. Hu <clears throat> Yang is the best. You know, my daughter knows all the characters, but you know, her favorite is Anakin. She doesn't know that he's a Force ghost, so we haven't we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> she don't care. So you can tell that her favorite episode was the one where, um, Ahsoka was. In the world between worlds, and you know, like her and Anakin was back and forth. Like she loves that episode. She really do like Anakin more. It's like Anakin. So I'm trying to. I had told her that she, uh, like you have to know that Anakin is Darth Vader, and she's like, "No, mommy, that's Darth 
Vader. And I was like, no, Anakin is Darth Vader. No, mommy, he isn't. <laughs> I said, okay, not a problem. We'll get there. <laughs> she just, she, so in other words, she just sees the good in him. And that, listen, <laughs> that's how kids are. But it's a beautiful, beautiful thing that what they see is a nice person. You know what I mean? Like they see the joy. They see the happiness. You know what I mean? Like, no, mommy, that's that's Darth Vader. <laughs> and then she goes, no, it's Darth Vader. You know, like that. <laughs> two. She's two. This girl is amazing. And she loves the theme songs. I'm trying to figure out like which one she likes the most, but I have a feeling that there's one that she really did. I think it's the one from the Clone Wars. Like she likes that. Oh, so now we're out into the, uh, we're out of the hyperspace and then literally we're in a minefield. Like, this is insane. And trying to kill all the Purgles. Like, oh no. And then the Purgles, you know, jump out into hyperspace to get out of it. But yo, like, the Imperial Minefield? Like, really? Wow. In space? Really done up, like, really well, though. So <clears throat> now they have to, Ahsoka and Huyang have to try to <laughs> get out of that minefield. And so Ahsoka decides to go ahead and hides in the, um, the ring of Peridia, the planet, and land on one of the bones of the Purgles. But that was, it was sick, right? That those, so the, so from the star map, I just thought about that. From the star map, where you see the purgles, you know, around in the ring, showing Peridia, and I was like, there, okay, I get it. So it's the ring around the planet. And it's a graveyard. It's where they can go to um, to live out the rest of their time, and they die, and and then created this ring around Peridia. I thought that was actually pretty interesting. <clears throat> so, you know, just from reading, and I was reading, um the alphabet squadron and I'm like trying to get myself familiarized with the ships and the different types of ships. So I believe that I don't know. I have absolutely no clue what kind of ship that she has. Is it a oh a T six class. Sorry. So I did find out. Okay. T six class. So I'm trying to get better with those. I really want to learn those. 
be because my daughter just keeps asking me like you know all these questions so i'm trying to make sure i have the answers to those <clears throat> so now um thrawn and morgan are watching on their own map or screen of how this whole thing is going down with Ahsoka in the uh, galaxy. Morgan has been killing it because she's been info dropping, like heavy info dropping. I am loving, I love Thrawn. I love that we get this. We get this Thrawn, the physicality, the mental. I mean, he's really, I mean, he's been voicing for so long. So it's so good to hear and see Lars Mikkelsen in character. And he does give that medicine vibe. Like, seriously, <laughs> I just be thinking of <laughs> him as Sherlock's brother. Cause I love that show with him and um uh whatchamacallit Cumberbatch. And yeah, like he was so good as his brother. It was just that that banter back and forth. So it it always bring me back to that. But yeah. <clears throat> I am loving it. So yeah, I love that. I love um Enoch. Enoch reminds me of Eli, Eli Vanto, people from the Throne trilogy, or supposedly the Throne trilogy, if you want to call it that. But yeah, he reminds me of Eli a little bit, and I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> the only thing is that, you know, Eli asks a lot of questions, and, you know, it's really his story. It's like a story within a story in the book. But with Enoch, you know, you, you're not really getting that much talk. It's just, it is what it is. <laughs> like, he knows his, he knows his place. And we moving on. You gave me a job to do, and I'm going to do it. So then we get into the next scene where uh, Ezra and... Sabine are in one of the uh, Noti's vehicle. They're moving on to the next next thing. And we get the Zeb name dropped. Oh, my God. And please, Zeb, please come. That reunion between Zeb and Ezra, I need that. I need that. I think I will cry. Like, I think I will cry heavy for that scene. Um... So, you know, he's asking her all these questions, but Sabine is just being like real short answers with it. So he's not really pushing it. But he is saying getting home is kind of important. And I think he was really shocked. Uh, Ezra was really shocked to know that she, that Sabine became Ahsoka's apprentice. Um, 
And I was trying to figure out, you know, okay, but the last time that they had, you know, was teaching her was when Kanan was alive and she had that whole bit of, you know, where he was trying to get her to open up and show that vulnerability, hold that layer back, get into it because this is a part like you are yielding or wielding a dark saber. And I thought that was probably like the best episode. Um, but he just seemed so shocked that went on to like be trained as a Jedi, you know? Um, hey, you know, <laughs> so I was just trying to figure figure that part out. Um, but yeah, so Balin and Shin, they, along with the bandits, were able to find the Noti and Ezra and Sabine. Then we get to... Thrawn talking to the great mothers and you know he needs them to use the dark magic again and they're centering around the whole map the galaxy I don't know what do you call it like is it a map no it's something but they use these balls again that they had used on Sabine use the balls again triangulate and they're detecting where Ahsoka is. And I think they were able to do that because things happen. And I love that we see Ahsoka um, channeling to Sabine, you know, through the force. And I thought that was, like, really, really, really interesting. Oh, I'm so sorry that this mic is... I was away from the mic. Sorry. Yeah, I love that she was channeling to Sabine. And then it was like a three-way call <laughs> with the great mothers. And I was like, oh, wow. That is, that was hilarious a little bit. But it was fun. And just to see Sabine, like, really kind of embracing the Force a little bit each time or each day, um, I think it's pretty cool. Like, she's really starting to get into her own. And I'm really loving the character development that they are showing on screen. Because even though we we are fans of Rebels and the character development of, of each and every one of the characters, believe it or not, we really need a character development on the show and to kind of like embrace or feel invested in these characters. And they... I have to say, like, each one of them are cap capturing the essence of the characters. Um, and I love it, you know. But also, too, just to see the continuation of the character development and to kind of, like, pull back more layers. I feel like that with Sabine, her layers are definitely being pulled back and we're probably going to get some more maybe in um 
Well, yeah, not maybe. I'm pretty sure we'll get it in season two of Ahsoka. Um, but yeah, so I'm really, really liking it because I think the payoff, there might be a payoff to something. I don't know. Somebody's dying within these rebels, like fully dying, like Kanan die. I just don't know. And I've been like looking, I'm really not like looking, like paying attention to it, but I'm just like sitting there just looking. And then something was just like catching my attention to where I feel like, okay, we're something, we're going to lose one of them. I think like we're really going to lose one of them. So now we see Shin and Balin, and Balin goes ahead and gives Shin the talk of, yeah, it's time for you to be free. I got my own thing, my own path to do. (laughs) You by yourself, honey. I mean, but this is what I trained you for. (laughs) But you're my master. Yeah, okay. And? I'm like, oh my God, Lord, Lord, honey. She's like, you just gonna go ahead and leave me too? Okay. So you don't care if I die. But just remember, he trained you to be different than something else, girl. I don't know what it is, but you ain't, it don't look like you shaping out to be that, but we'll see. We shall see. We shall see. There was one thing that he did say where I thought was really good. Impatience for victory will guarantee defeat. Well, honey, didn't that play out? It sure did. Mm-hmm. The bandits be looking, looking good. <laughs> I love the outfits and everything. They did a really good job with it. Who isn't in love with the Howlers? Can I get one? Shin is like, this, you know, mother effer. You ain't no master of mine. Peace. So now all the night troopers are getting on the ship. Got to go. We got somebody to kill. We need to go. We got somebody to kill. Now the bandits are ambushing the notes. I love the notes. Now Sabine and Sabine is firing, Ezra's driving. Notice is killing it though. He pulled out that slingshot. I'm like <laughs> You know Ezra went ahead and taught taught the notice that to use the slingshot. <laughs> It's so funny. 
but at least they were able to get a few of them off um, to knock the bandits out. Which I thought was actually pretty cool. So they do know. They know how to fight because Ezra did it. You know, he taught them. I'm pretty sure he taught them. Like, how many years he's been with them? Almost a decade. <clears throat> you know, these bandage, bandits are savages. They're savages. Of course they are. So, I'm just going through to make sure. All right, so Shin makes it. Shin is making it. Shin is trying to kill, kill Sabine, honey. Now they're going to go ahead and fight, fight. And in the meantime, Ahsoka has made it into Peridia. <clears throat> and then she goes ahead and does her normal jump off the ship. You know she had to do it, right? And gotta open up and let it go. Because now they are shooting everywhere and she's gotta get to them. Down she goes. Two, one. And who do she see? Balin scroll. Wow, this is a surprise. So, <clears throat> Sabine was trying to give um, Ezra his lightsaber back, but he's like, no, it's okay, you can have it. It's yours. So, <laughs> that whole little banter back and forth. It's just cute to see that they held on to that. That was pretty much the essence. It's a little bit laid back in a way of their banter, but that's cool, you know, because they grown. They grown now. At the time, they were kids. Not like kids, kids, but, you know, real young. Um, So Balin and Ahsoka fight, and I love how you hear the transition of the, the, the song, you know, of into that Japanese type of, you know, theme. And it's really great. So then Shin goes in, goes ahead and try to take Ezra's head off, chop off a little bit of his hair. She doesn't, doesn't realize that, she, that he has the force until he uses it. Seem like she's um Sabina's getting a little bit better with the um with the lightsaber. But she could sure take a hit in that um in her in her armor. 
That is for sure. <laughs> Ooh. And it's Shin went ahead and forced Ezra back into the um to the Notis vehicle. Then you get Balin and Soka fighting again. And they are just going at it. But you know, they don't defeat each other. Cause who yang saves. That's right. Saves. Who yang? Yeah, yeah, say it like that. Who yang? He's like, Balin is like, I got a whole nother path, honey. I ain't got time for you. But it was a good fight. Good thing that you left. <laughs> he is like, good thing you left. I got bigger things going on. Good job. I love the guy that is play, playing Ezra, though. Like, I, I really think he is really capturing Ezra as, like, each scene comes along. So it's really, really refreshing and really great to see on screen. Like, this is Rebels, what is it, season six? <laughs> is it season six? Like, when, what season did they leave off of? Season five or season four? One of them. <clears throat> so Thrawn can't find Balin. He's like, where do you go? And it's like, he don't really care. So now the night troopers have surrounded Ezra and Sabine. No tease. They all covered Nope, close close the windows. That's right. In true Ezra form, wait, wait, wait. We could talk. Don't you want to take us as prisoners? <laughs> <laughs> and lo and behold, Ahsoka is there. Fighting Shin. So you can see, like, her impatience is her bi biggest defeat. And it is showing because she is so wildly, you know, like, wielding the lightsaber around. She's not strategic as she once was in the first, was it the first episode? First, second episode. So you really see that. She, for some reason, is losing sight. And I think that is because she feels like she's been abandoned by her master, which is Balin. I'm surprised that Balin was just like, no, come with me. You know what I mean? Like, we have our own path. Like, this is where, because to me, she just wants to follow wherever her master is. She doesn't know anything else but that. And the fact that he didn't really teach her how to be independent on her own. She doesn't 
doesn't know where her path is going. So did he not teach her about that? It's really interesting. So the car cargo transfer is almost completed. So they just have a couple of more to go and then they can leave. Which is one of the reasons why he didn't pick up and go. I love how he said time is on our side now. Because you know. He's so calculating. <laughs> so interesting. Oh, man. So now the night troopers are retreating. They hear that beeping sound. I guess that's just to tell them to fall back. So they all getting on the thing. And then they leave Shim behind. And I think this is where Ahsoka realizes that her, that Shin's master went ahead and abandoned her. So she's just trying to offer her help. <clears throat> but Shin leaves. Sabine was going to run after her, but it's like, no, just let her go. Because she has to figure it out on her own. You don't have to have to run after <laughs> the enemy when sometimes the enemy is not your enemy you don't always have to defeat the people that is fighting you when really they are told to fight you and then the reunion of ahsoka and ezra and miss this reunion Ciao. cheers <laughs> I love her laugh. <laughs> Hu Yang. Hu Yang comes down. Hu Yang is always there, honey. I love him. Yo, did anybody know that that howler that Sabine was on was in the Noti vehicle? <laughs> I did not know. <laughs> I was like, this howler is, he's so, he's like a scared howler. Like, we're, they made sure to give her one that just has problems. <laughs> and then Ezra says, I think I might be going home after all. Yes, honey. Yay. And the notes dance. And I was like, yeah. You better. <laughs> so this here was directed by Gita Vasant Patel. Did a good job. Good job. Y'all, I'm in love with this theme song, though. I love it. Isn't it? It's so good. Man. You know, I was sitting there thinking, like, how would I rate these theme songs? Somebody should do that. I don't want to rate it. I mean, clearly Star Wars theme is number one. 
But like, where would the others be? Like the Imperial March, the the Clone Wars theme, um, Darth Vader theme, Ahsoka's theme, like Mandal uh Mandalorian theme. But listen, I love Boba Fett's theme. Don't get I love that theme. That theme song is really good. Um, who? What else? Who else do we have? There's so many others, but like that that's what I need to see. Maybe I'll do that like as a <clears throat> Twitter. I'm not too sure yet. But I love this theme song. God, man. Cuz all you hear in it is the you 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 hear the guilt, you hear the the fight, the the wanting, you know, the longing, the loss, the sadness. As if to say, like, please rescue me. Like, come and take me and rescue me out of this guilt. That's what it feels like to me. Oh, oh my God. I cried when I first heard that theme song. Because I felt every emotion. It was the same way that I felt with the Obi-Wan um, theme song. I felt that. Oh, my God. Yeah. I guess I would rate it as based off of how I feel, what emotions it would bring me in. I would, I would have to do that. I got to figure that out. I really do. <clears throat> So now we in part eight, season finale, the Jedi, the witch, and the warlord. So we know the Jedi. Well, it could be multiple because Jedi is usually plural for multiples. Um, but I would assume like the Jedi is Ahsoka, the witch is Morgan, the warlord is Thrawn. So maybe in that sense, it could be that. But yeah. All right, let's get to it, man. So now the cargo transfer is complete. That's when Morgan and Enoch is there to tell him. Um, so now everything is is um, happening on point. Now he's ready for the Eye of Scion, so that way they can get on out of there. So he tells Enoch to dispatch two TIE fighters, so that way it can keep them ahsoka ezra and sabine at bay so that way they can get into um space to do the hyper jump and yeah i love this even i fell victim to the heroics of a single jedi which we know he's talking about ezra and he said never again honey Mm-mm-mm. This is where I need my tea, honey. So the great mothers want to gift Morgan Elspeth her what like how would you say? 
it's the gift of shadows, but it's more like her solidarity, her loyalty to being a night sister, but like in complete sisterhood, like to everything. And literally, I feel like, say what you will about Diana Lee Incasanto. I hope I pronounced that right. I think that's her last name. Um, she played really good as Morgan Elspeth. I really, really enjoyed her. I really did. She didn't really get better until she started info dropping. And then I was like, oh, man. But you just kind of knew that her days were numbered. It was just, we're just waiting. But I absolutely enjoy her playing Morgan Elspeth throughout this. Um, even from just that Mandalorian episode to this here. I mean, she was info dropping even then. Come on now. But she's she's really like a good fighter. It had looked like she took some parts like she was just trying to add her little signature but I don't know I've seen a lot of Bruce Lee movies back in the day who hasn't it looked like she incorporated some of that in there like that's her legacy ha pun intended legacy Legacy. Like, she knows who she is. Just because that's her godfather doesn't mean that they ain't family, honey. They family. So the great mothers give her the um the sword, a talisman. I hope I said that right. And I love that sword. I love the hilt, the hilt of it so old it's old school bro like come on now you better get with it like green magic oozing out of that sword and then you see the two tie fighters headed out like bitch is about to get real we in these streets you don't know who you messing with. Sorry. Not sorry. All right. T6 coming out. Hovering over the notice. You know, they need protection. It is what it is. They need protection. But at least the notice know what it what it was. Like they know Ezra's, you know, they was happy to have him for 10 years. You know, they know that he's he's ready to go home and all of that, you know. So they're okay. <laughs> so then Ezra is on the, the ship with Hu Yang. And guess what he's doing, people? He's fixing his lightsaber. He said, I have been teaching younglings how to construct their lightsabers longer than you have. Hu Yang? 
he's gonna be like, I'm who yang, bitch. I love it. <laughs> so he's really constructing his lightsaber. And then Hu Yang is like, who taught you how to build a lightsaber anyway? And Sabina's like, Kanan Jarrah's. Might drop. And so that's where we get a little bit more. And Hu Yang says, I taught him how to build a lightsaber. Of course. Come on. Who do you think taught him? <laughs> He said, I, um, I taught almost everyone at the Jedi Academy. Caleb. Caleb Doom. He said, how old are you? I love this. Is a master and apprentice is as challenging as it is meaningful. You hear that? And then he gives him, gives Ezra the piece that he's looking for, which is the top part where the lightsaber comes out of. And he said, there was two of these. And one of them I gave to Kanan. And I told him that I would keep the other one for whenever he needs it. And he said, yeah, so it looks like you need it. It's only fitting. So he creates his lightsaber. Is anybody surprised that he didn't recreate the second one that he did, which was more like a blaster and a lightsaber? Because his first one was blue. First one was blue. Second one was green. And then now we're back to blue. Yeah. So now he's trying to get the info on what happened between Ahsoka and Sabine. And I thought it was pretty cool that they're having this conversation so that way Ezra can actually understand like what happened in between the years. So he's now finding out about Mandalore and finding out about Sabine's family. Because remember, he spent a great deal with the Ren clan. So he knows what that is to her and it is a pretty scary thing if you're training a person to be a Jedi and they have that much anger and uh, emotion because that was the same thing that happened with Anakin when his mom died and all that anger and then everything else that led to him becoming becoming uh Vader. So yeah. And then now we get Sabine and and uh Ahsoka talking on the ship. And I love this because you know she apologizes Sabine and Ahsoka is like no no need to because what she learned is that everybody's going to make difficult choices and you have people that will understand it and other people that don't 
But the one person that actually always stood by her side was Anakin, her master. It didn't matter if those choices were difficult. Even when no one else believed her, no one else stood by her, he stood by her. And so she decides, I'm going to do that for you, no matter what. And that right there is part of a legacy. Boom, mic drop. I need to have a mic drop sound. But yeah. Oh yeah, did anybody catch that? I do, I do, not I try. Yoda, if you know, you know. And it's always important to understand being a Jedi isn't always about wielding a lightsaber. What is it about? It's about your mind and your body. You have to train that mentally. And you have to really trust in the force. And then everything will flow into place. So Ezra comes out, he's trying to show that he finished the lightsaber, and what happens? Two TIE fighters coming out. Are these like the purge troopers? I just had to figure that out. <laughs> They're like purge troopers, but purge night troopers. Can we just call them that? So they're they're trying to um tear that ship apart, tear the T6 apart. So Ezra and Ahsoka using a force to hold it up. So that way the notes can get out of it because the ship was going to um, crush them. And Sabine and Huyang is, um, you know, trying to get this ship going so that way they can move out of the way. And boom! And it looked like Ahsoka gave it like an extra push. And then it crushes the TIE Fighters. Nosey was like, yeah, yeah. And then the T-6 goes down. So Ahsoka and Ezra's running up the hill to see. It's like this T-6 has been going through the ringer. Don't it remind you of the Razor, what is it, the Razor Crest? <laughs> Just going through the ringer. So now, well, Hu Yang is still there because, you know, he got to fix fix this, fix this ship. I'm really loving how Natasha is playing Sabine. I really am. Now, see, this goes, hold on, because for some reason, oh, aesthetic goodness, come on, sorry about that. I'm really loving how she's playing Sabine, because you can see it's the same thing that Ahsoka was going through before she went in the world between worlds, because she is trying to navigate the loss, the grief 
and everything. Question is, will she be going through the world between worlds too? I don't know. I don't know. So that's something to really think about. Because that might have, might come into play for season two. If she does do that. Sabine, with the world between worlds. Hu Yang and the Notis, they gonna fix the ship. And Ahsoka, Ezra, and Sabine are headed to the Chimera. On the Howlers. I love the Howlers. So, Morgan, she's got her, got her sword. Oh, Lord, here we go. She went ahead and sent off the night troopers. And she said that, well, no, they sacrificing their life for you. And she and he said, no, it's for the Empire. Please don't do it for me because I ain't doing nothing for y'all. He's trying to get back home, honey. He don't care about none of you guys. He don't care about the Empire. Has anybody realized this yet? He don't care. <laughs> He's getting pissed off because y'all keep finding ways to keep him anywhere. He don't care. He wants to get back home to the, to the ascendancy. What difference does this make for, for y'all? <laughs> He's like, well, I might as well kill while I'm out here. I don't care about any of them. Like, this is... Yo, it's too hilarious for me. So, Ahsoka's like, no, we're going through the front door. I hear that. We don't need no Trojan horse. We just gone. Oh, they call it a calm scan. I, mean, I was still try- I was trying to figure that out for the longest. All right, calm scan. All right. He said there will be no negotiating with the apprentice of Anakin Skywalker. Listen, I cannot stress it enough. Like, you got to read that second book. Alliances? Bruh. Like, that whole book? When I realized I was breezing through that book, I was like, no, let me slow down. I love that book. So now they got to use the force to open the gate. And all three of them got to use the force to open up that gate. Don't that remind you of when Maul and Ezra had to open up the gate to the temple, the Jedi temple? And they are making it there, honey. Woo! (laughs) Yo, Thrawn's face. (laughs) He's like, Lord, here we go. And he's like, nah, I got bigger things coming on. We need to get out. So now all three of them is fighting all the night troopers. 
and it's really she wants she wants them to fall back to draw them out so that way it's easier to take all of them on you know you take the front line keep going keep going all the way till you get to the back then you'll be done so that way you know how many you have in the center yeah they doing a good job and then bam last one do you think her facial expressions are the same way as when we've seen Ahsoka, you know, in a um, cartoon? I think so. There were some parts in there I was like, yeah, that's so Ahsoka, like her whole face. <laughs> but they made sure to kind of dim it, you know, with the lights and everything to get that that look, that real, you know, vicious look. Because sometimes it do be looking like that she's enjoying killing them. I mean, I would enjoy killing them if I knew. But that's not the Jedi way. <laughs> but again, she is no Jedi. So so now the Great Mothers is resurrecting the Night Troopers, the ones that all three of them had taken down. So it's like zombies in Night Trooper outfits. And so Ahsoka's like, this ever happened before? And Ezra's like, no, this is new. I don't know if I agree. Like, does he even remember? Maybe he doesn't. Didn't he come across? Because there was like plenty of episodes. Well, not plenty. A few of episodes of like the Night Sisters and the Resurrection. Didn't we see a zombie and stuff? Wasn't he a part of that? Or was that just Clone Wars? Maybe I got that confused. I have to go back. But I thought Ezra had came into, maybe he hasn't. Maybe it was somebody else. I thought that he did come into contact. Or maybe, wasn't it Ahsoka? I don't know. I'm not too sure now. So now they got to fight them. And they all using their lightsabers. Hey, the best thing is to seal the doors at this point. Oh, shoot. He said, nice moves. And then Ahsoka said, she's been training. And then she, <laughs> Sabine said, well, what's your excuse? I miss you. <laughs> okay, Ezra, shut up. And then that is the, that right there is the, the banter that we like to see in the rebels between them two. So that one was really good. Well played. So now we get this part where Thrawn is talking to Morgan and he's saying it is getting to be problematic now. And we require a little more time. So now Morgan is looking down and sad because she realized that she has to sacrifice herself for this to go. And he says, for the Empire. And she bows her head. And the great mothers walk past. And they give her this look. I don't know. or Well, I think they're bowing to her. 
<clears throat> and then we get the night per the purge night troopers. And then she says, for Dathomir. Because she's like, it ain't for the Empire. Like, she don't work for the Empire. <clears throat> so, the night troopers done bursted through and shot the door down. <laughs> and like, no, you can't stop us. It's like walking dead, right? <laughs> They're just finding ways become even more clever and then we see Morgan with her sword and Ahsoka is like go on I'll handle this so now they have to separate but Sabina's like aren't we supposed to stick together listen you we have to stop the bigger play at bigger play here which is Thrawn so them two just walk slowly past her just to make sure that she ain't going to try nothing. And there she go. She's ready to fight. Let's go. Child, that was a good fight scene. Oh, my God. Come on. This whole scene is sick. That's right. All right. Now we get the the Purge Night Troopers. And Sabine and Ezra. <clears throat> Ezra got him in the gut, but then his lightsaber falls. And then Sabine takes it takes one in the gut so now we see that infamous walking scene from behind on throne that we've seen in the trailer with the great mothers behind him and he's like take us out now he ready to go honey he's like i don't care if any of y'all make it make it or not i don't care so now sabine is shooting the blaster in the in the trooper's face and it's not taking him down so you kind of see some of the trooper's face which is more zombie like and you realize that they have a little bit more strength than a regular you know human being does so yeah seemed like it'll take a minute and then sabine as she's being choked she is using the force to get her lightsaber. And she better use it. The force is within you, child. Bring it. There you go. Into the head. That's what I like. Let's go. Firing. And a slash right. Cut off his head. Off with his head. All right, night troopers running. That's what they're known for. Because they ain't not really good at shooting. So Sabina, Ezra, they're at the, the deck. 
because now the ship has literally moved and Ahsoka and Morgan are still fighting and then the night troopers are there. So now she really got to get out of there. Come on now. Clone Wars season seven. Final season. That's what it looked like. Come on, child. Now they got to get up there. Ezra's like, I can't make the jump. And then she's like, I'll push you up. Better do it. Come on. Ezra getting a little scared. Cause he's like, wait, what? <laughs> Ready. Let's go. And boss, push, push. And they're like, where did he go? And up, down. And then he's like, all right, come on, your turn. So Sabine is seeing Ahsoka from afar, and she's seeing that Ahsoka is a little bit in a jam. What do you do? Do you leave her or do you go? So Morgan takes out Ahsoka's um, second uh, lightsaber, a smaller one, and they're still fighting, so the night troopers are surrounding them. You know, this fight scene is sick. Like, I love this. Yeah, I was feeling it. I was like, oh my God, fight more. And that ship is gone. And then Morgan said, your friends are dead. I would have been like, but your master left you. So then Sabine comes out and said, not alone. Ready. Come on. Come on. Come on. And then you actually see Sabine get a whole lot better with her lightsaber blaster fight. Like, she's getting really good. All right. Ahsoka and Morgan still fighting. I love it. I don't even care. They can fight. Like, I'm just enjoying this whole fight scene. <clears throat> I'd have been like, yo. Yes. And she did it with both the lightsaber and the sword, bitches. Might drop. And they let. The great mothers had let Thrawn know that Morgan has died, and he said she did exactly what she was supposed to do. In other words, I don't care. Yeah, like, bam, he don't care. I mean, he don't care. He's ready to move on. So Ezra goes ahead and takes the takes the night trooper suit. <clears throat> Who 
Who didn't see this coming? <laughs> so Ezra. And now they're running, leaving the night troopers behind. They are going, honey. So now they open firing the chimera on the um on the tower. And Sabine and Ahsoka jump. Who yang? There. Yes. Right on the ship. There you go. And then they're in the ship, ready to go. And that whole tower is crumbling. Look like Lord of the Rings, honey. So off after them. The Great Mothers is probably like, no, this MF did not just take our tower down. They like, we're going to get you, sucker. We only end this for our own endgame. Now they got, so now the T-6 got to make it on out. We're going to make it out. Make it out into spice on her. Let's go. So now Thrawn opens the channel to talk to Ahsoka. And he said, I regret we haven't met face to face and perhaps now we shall still. I know you because I knew your master. Uh-oh. I concluded your strategies would be similar. One wonders just how similar you might become. Mm-mm. Perhaps. This is where a ronin such as you belongs. Yo! Today, victory is mine. Long live the empire. And it energizes and poof into hyperspace. Did the same thing that it did to Hera when she was, when she's, wait, yeah, to Hera. Mm -hmm. When that eye of Zion went out. And they're like, oh, my God. <sighs> Off he goes back at home. So now they have to go back and go to the notice. <laughs> Take care of them for a little bit. On the howlers, they go. <laughs> you know they always happy for the help. <laughs> but see now, Ezra 
is making it back home. It's just now Ahsoka and Sabine are with the notes now. <laughs> and we get another surprise. Ahsoka's bird is there, which is the daughter. I've, how do you pronounce that? The name? Motai? Mo, moi? Something like that. Sorry. I just only know it as Ahsoka's bird. I forgot. So Shin, she goes to the bandits. Because she has absolutely nowhere else to go. Her master abandoned her. And she needs a home. So they take her in. And then, this is probably like legit one of the best scenes in this show. Is Balin standing on the father. Like. Bam. And then you see the brother, and then the statue of where the daughter is supposed to be is gone. But I think, like, it's so interesting that we see Ahsoka's bird fly first, and then we see the statues. You know what I mean? So, back to Thrawn. Guess what planet we see? Dathomir. I'm still holding out hope that we might see Marin <laughs> and Cal. <laughs> that would be great. Because Marin is a nice sister. That would be wonderful. I wish wish um Asajj Ventures was alive. But then again, they could do exactly like how they did with Maul. So now they just have like all these dead troopers. But I don't know. It's like Game of Thrones, like with the White Walkers <laughs> waking up the dead to fight. And then uh, Balin's um, ship was being taken by Ezra. Comes into the New Republic port, and Hera Chopper are there because the first time that they seen that ship, it was run by Balin and Shin. And now, what they think is a trooper. Got the, got the blasters raised. Chopper is like, hmm. Something is very oddly familiar. And then he runs off towards the trooper. Hera is like, what are you doing? And there you go. Takes the helmet off. And Ezra sees Hera. <laughs> For the first time in years. And I cried. Oh my God, I cried. <laughs> that was so beautiful. She's like, I really can't believe it. 
That was so beautiful. And then the, <clears throat> I believe the last part of this is Sabine looking up or watching Ahsoka looking, where she thinks she's looking at like the sky. This was a beautiful night scene. Notes are packing up. And now they're just happy that Ezra finally got home and he's not stuck on Peridia. always ends it with I hope with hope you know Ezra is where he needs to be and so are we yeah because if she didn't see the because she saw the, um her bird I think she realized that this is where she needs to be as well as we get to see Anakin's force goes that she was looking at, and so she really realizes that this is exactly where she needs to be. Um, it kind of brings it full circle. This was beautiful. Oh, yeah, also, before I even get into that, the part I was going to talk about, Sabine feels the force goes. I thought that was. So she's really getting into that, you know, to the force. Um, but really, it's Anakin standing there the whole time. I love this part because... It's just really cool because she's really come full circle, Ahsoka. And then to just have that scene with her in Anakin, the Force Ghost Anakin, I thought it was really special. Really, really special. So she is where she needs to be. Give it up for Hayden Christensen. <laughs> and this here was directed by who? Rick Famuya. Yeah. Gotta give it up, give it up, give it up. <laughs> I love the uh, the song that plays at the end. And then it ties into the Ahsoka theme. It's absolutely stunning. It's very beautiful. But yeah, Rick Famuya, yo, and I realized that it was him that directed this. I was like, yo, my man cannot fail. My man can't fail. Like, he's been killing it directing these episodes for Star Wars. It's so beautiful. And the action, like, he really can grasp the action. 
Sorry, I'm listening to the um to the end of the um the theme. I love it. Look, and then it's gonna transition into her. Yo, and I love how it transitioned right on Hayden Christensen's name. <sighs> when I tell you, when I heard this song being played, and then it transitions into a Soka thing. Oh my God. I teared up like heavy. Yo, the hope at the at you know the beginning of that. And then it transitions into her theme. Mm, 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 mm. Just, yo, me hearing this, oh my God. It's so good. That part at the end. Oh my God. Yeah. So <clears throat> that was it. I didn't want to do it because I know I can feel I'm going to cry. <laughs> I can feel it. So that was it for part seven and part eight. And I just wanted to mention, before I forget, it does come full circle because part one was Master and Apprentice. So the Master and Apprentice that happened with Balin and uh, Shin, that dissipated, okay? Like, he he left her because he's like, I'm on my own path. So I already told you what you needed to. But I don't think that he really finished clearly. It's just he has his own thing that he needs to do. It's just she's not a part of it. Then you also have the other master and apprentice, if you want to call it that, between Thrawn and Morgan Elspeth, because you could tell that she was a little bothered and sad that he goes ahead and abandoned her too. And even when the chimera lifts off to go, you know, to go into space and she sees it, it's like that confirmation that, wow, my master left me. And then, so she tries to project her feelings onto Ahsoka to say like, oh, well, your friends are dead and now you're all alone. No, they're not dead. Who told you? I didn't tell you. So then you also see the master and apprentice between Ahsoka and um, Sabine. And that, you see the growth. You see the strength. You see that clearly being good versus being bad has its differences. That you're good. I'm not here to abandon you. We're going to work through this. We're going to work it out. It didn't work out the first time probably because we wasn't ready on either side. But now we're ready. We're ready. Then you have the master and apprentice of Ahsoka and Anakin and him even telling her, I 
you didn't, you never got to finish your training. Well, I'm going to continue to train you. And those recordings and everything, those are very big. Those are very big. So you see the multitude of the master and apprentice on all fronts and how the abandonment can leave an apprentice scarred. Oh, my God. Oh. And that right there is where you will, you know, as an apprentice, you will suffer and go through your own grief, go through your own struggle, you know, with your emotions and everything. And that will ultimately lead you even into a darker path. That's why that theme song is so vastly important. The way it sounds, the way that each, you know, instrument is like really painting a picture of how Ahsoka was all through the years, even after Anakin. And I'm saying like after the Clone Wars, you know, the final season of Clone Wars, the Order of 66, I should say. So all of that, the hope wasn't there. Like the hope died with her. The path that she was going down was completely, it was different, but it wasn't the same as like being a Jedi. She was a Jedi. She still is. As much as she wants to say that she is not a Jedi, she still is. You're always on a path where your path leads you, where the force takes you. But to see that everything has died within her, which is reminiscent to the clothes that she was wearing, the gray, and then all of a sudden, or I shouldn't say all of a sudden, but having to confront those issues and to deal with that in front of Anakin, you know, to finally get that moment and then to shed all of that that was hanging on her. It's it's crazy. And then, so when you hear the rest of the the music in it, and it turns into, it turns into the hope again, but very, very, like, melancholy, and then kind of crescendos up, and then it fades out. So it's like she's still got growing to do, but she's there. You know what I mean? It's just it's so goddamn beautiful. Like it really shows the story of her, of the time that we've seen her up until this point. So hearing the ending of part seven and that music cue that happens at the end, that to me felt like hope. And then to hear it go into her theme song, now it's like that transition of hope and then and then the transition into Ahsoka's hope. You get what I'm saying? I'm gonna cry. Like that that puts me in tears. There's a lot of music like 
compose music that I, if I listen to, I cry because I, I feel like I can understand exactly where these themes and stuff is coming from, like how the music just flows inside of you. It makes you feel something that you never thought you would feel before. Like it's, it's so beautiful. Same thing. I cry with, um, Obi-Wan. That's who it, right. Obi-Wan, because it's the same thing. You know, he had to hide who he is as a Jedi in order to even like move about in these streets because he was afraid that, you know, that they were going to come, the uh, Empire was going to come and find him. And to have Darth Vader find him. So he definitely didn't want that over his head and he was doing good for a long, you know, clearly, I think it's even for that one, that was like 10 years. And so when you hear Obi-Wan's theme, oh my God, like the pain, the pain, you feel that pain. When they played that theme song, when John Williams played that theme song at the Star Wars celebration, I cried because it was so different to hear it live than it was to hear it play out on TV. Man, when he did it, like that whole orchestra did it for me. You felt pain. You felt no hope. You felt like everything was draining. And it played all throughout that theme until it got to like very much towards the last part of it that there was a hint of hope. Just a hint. Man. That one. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. I felt that I did see that (laughs) now you can hear it like I I'm going to tear up just thinking about because that theme song man I'm telling you I felt that I really did oh my god like John Williams is literally the goat the way he even manages to compose these themes is insane to me now that one was so touching and i mean i as heartfelt like you felt what obi-wan was going through oh my god you felt what he was going through but yeah i love theme songs i really do and i love what ludwig has done with um the tv show themes um i don't know if i don't know if he did ahsoka no he didn't do ahsoka who did ahsoka theme i gotta find that out but whoever did it did an amazing job adding the japanese 
Japanese themes and then mixing in with a little bit of Star Wars, the thing that we know and love, but just the understanding is one of the best things about music composers is that they make you feel like you are there within that character or make you feel something that you ain't never felt before. If you find yourself crying through a theme song, that means that you understand the emotions of what that person is going through. And it could very well mean that you are probably going through something yourself emotionally. But for me, I've always cried during theme songs. You know, the best one um, that I listened, I used to listen to it a lot, which is um, X-Men Days of Future Past. That Xavier theme song, I cry every time. I I can't even tell you why. I, you feel like that pain that them two felt but the pain that the younger Xavier felt was in that theme. And all you hear in the theme between um, just to see them two back and forth is the older Xavier is trying to trying to pull the younger Xavier to understand. I understand you. I get it. But I'm right here. Just hold on to my hand. And I promise you that everything will be okay. Like that's what I got. So when you see it play out on screen, I'm telling you, James McAvoy played the living shit out of Xavier in that scene. He pulled every emotion because that was trying to tell you he had the the whole world on his shoulders and he felt like everything was caving in on him that is a part of what what music composing is literally pulling the emotions pulling all of the feelings in the world but to see it act out in front of you Is even more amazing. So if anybody of you <laughs> ever watch X-Men Days of Future Past, I promise you that when you get to that scene of both Xaviers looking at each other and hear that music cue in the back, I promise you, you'll never think of, like, never <laughs> see it differently or never see it the same again after what I just told you. I, I promise you. So love music composers. I love it. I love the theme songs. It's probably like literally my best thing that I I love to listen to. So yeah, John Williams, a goat. Like he, he does it for me, but there's always a few every once in a while that really gets it, you know, for me. Um, Other than that, I really enjoyed this whole season. And yeah, honey. Uh, here's my daughter. I know you do. Can I finish it? Oh, I do? 
Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know you smell it. Yeah. It is shiny. Okay. Can you go to that that so I could just finish this out? <laughs> Bye. Close the door. Now you hear my daughter. All right. So <laughs> to finish this out, I just want to say that this season was absolutely exceptional. I literally, I've never cried this many times during a season uh, for Star Wars. And that is because Ahsoka is like literally my favorite character. Um, what Dave Filoni has done to bring this character to life and to put his all into it. I was a little afraid, I had to say, because I was like, please do not direct all these episodes. But I'm happy that he's given other people the chance to direct the episodes. Um, he did such an amazing job of having... this character be a staple to a lot of girls a lot of females to show to show strength empowerment the difficulties the trials and tribulations starting from a young age to being an adult He doesn't, I don't think he really understands how important it is to see a woman next to Princess Leia to show that they are badass. And to see or to hear Ashley Eckstein voice her and bring her to life to bring the emotions and the feelings. Um, she did an amazing job amazing job and then now to see rosario dawson 
take her on as live action is nothing short of amazing. And I knew that there was a reason for her being that way in the beginning, you know, Ahsoka being that way in the beginning where she's not that lighthearted, you know, funny type of person is because of what she went through. But Rosario Dawson did it. I'm trying not to cry, but yeah, it makes me emotional because we don't get to see this all the time. (laughs) We don't, but to see it in a franchise and even to see it in Marvel, like, you know how many times I cry during Wakanda forever because it's a female, a black female led and to see princess turned to queen of of Wakanda come on man to see our first black little mermaid and then even on the Jedi adventures we're seeing Kai and you know the other girls on there and they're black and that you see their hair you know these are so important and then even on the high republic yeah like ahsoka did it for me like this here i can actually watch this whole season on its own like without even pausing, skipping or anything. I can legit watch this on my own um, from beginning to end, binge this whole season. This was absolutely amazing. Um, You know, cheers to everyone who put their all into it and dealing with this whole writer's strike and everything. And I heard that or actually seen that they finally came to a solution. So I'm happy for that. Um, but you guys, y'all did the damn thing on here. And I just, from the bottom of my heart, I just want people to take this as representation is everything. Is everything. My daughter loves Ahsoka. (laughs) She loves watching her. She loves watching her. Yeah, I know. Even though she loves Anakin, but no, she knows Ahsoka. She knows Sabine too. Trust me. She's like, where's Sabine? I don't see her. No, she there. Just got away. (laughs) So to see these women on screen, You guys are killing it. You guys are badass. That's what I want my daughter to see. 
That's what I want her to see. To show that you can be anything you want and then some. Let the path guide you. And I, as your master, (laughs) will take you where you need to go. That's it. I hope you guys enjoyed. And I will be doing a Tea Across the Galaxy episode um, at the end of this month and continuing on until we get to the next KBA TV review of The Skeleton Crew. Um, So please, if you can, rate the show. Please give it a five star. Put me in an algorithm. I really enjoy doing these things. I enjoy, I'm happy that I have followers, but let's keep this going. Share these episodes if you want. Let people know about me. I'm out here, man. I'm out here. I'm trying to do it. Trying to do it. So I love you guys. Thank you for even tuning in to listen or watch me. Um, And I will see you in the next one. This is the way. Peace.